This is the Cruisecast. In 2007, Marvel raised secured funding from a seven-year, $525 million revolving credit facility with Merrill Lynch. Basically, they they had to raise, they had to get, they had to get, they had to pull out debt just to make fucking the first few movies. And now they're, now just like raking in the dough. And their bet was that Robert Downey Jr. could sell Iron Man. And he Who had been, like, completely, like, washed up, kind of had a bit of a resurgence, but it was, like, a huge gamble. Jon Favreau had to, like, insure him himself. Like, imagine going to Merrill Lynch with that. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to finance this giant franchise, uh, starting with Robert Downey Jr. starring as Iron Man. Like, I'm sure there's some banks that did turn them down. Like, there has to have been. Like, they probably went to some, like, investment firm, and they're like, oh, Robert Downey Jr., the guy that was just in jail for two years. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, like we'll, we'll and, uh, pass on that. Thanks for and look at what, to us. And, and look at what he's become now. Like now he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world, and he's basically just Iron Man as yeah. is. Like there's <laughs> like have you seen some of like the film the philanthropy stuff he does now, where he he literally yeah. does like tech. Um, like I think he like finances like um, like tech grants for students and stuff. Uh, oh, that's everything. that rules. He, so he's, he's literally, literally just turned into Tony. He's Stark. literally just become Tony Stark, and I love that. I love that well, he's just become Tony in his own way. I think uh, it because like Tony's whole arc and like the thing is like the like his whole what is it like he's an alcoholic or whatever because he realizes like how his like weapons of mass destruction have just destroyed like the earth and like like society, and then. Um, so he becomes like a huge booze head and then like he eventually cleans his life up or whatever. And that's there literally a, what he did in real life. There's That's literally the whole thing is there's so much of Robert Downey Jr. in Tony yeah. Stark that it worked perfectly. That yes, because you're legend. empathetic with Tony Stark. It is just extended into people being empathetic with Robert Downey Jr. turning it around to be Tony Stark. Yeah. So that like tripled like why people like wanted to see it. And like, Iron Man One, I'll still think is like I'll still think that movie is like awesome, even though like when you really boil down the villain arc, it is it is not a good movie like at all. Tony, (laughs) when he's just Uh, like Tony, Tony, I'm gonna murder you with a bunch of scraps. (laughs) But like his whole plan was to to murder someone he didn't like and then build a suit that's bigger. That's all he was gonna do. It's the suit, but bigger. That's that's a lot of what it is. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's a little more. I mean, there's a little bit more nuance than that. Like, there's the whole he wants to take over the company. He wants the company to go sure. to the He doesn't want Tony taking what he built, what he built, kind of thing. Um, but, but but he didn't even build it. He just like held it like in queue or whatever. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah, that's kind of that's a lot of tech. That's a lot of the tech yeah, industry fair enough. is not actually building anything, but then taking credit for it. So the whole point is that with Tony, it kind of works out in the way that while he's still kind of a jerky tech billionaire, he also yeah. knows how to build those things himself. So he's actually true. in the in the field. Out of the box actually, of scraps. Yeah, true. like he can build something incredible out of nothing. Like, and it's 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 wild. And yeah, now you fast forward to now where you've got Black Widow. Uh, how was that, by however, the way? Black Widow was very good. Um, I'll try and give like as best a spoiler-free review as I can. Obviously. Oh, you know. oh yeah, and welcome to the Kreescast episode 128, everybody. If you couldn't tell, there there's not really a whole lot of 
uh, hockey that's There's happened in the last 48 hours. So um, we, yeah. we're going to start off with some Marvel talk because Lachlan went to an actual movie theater and saw Black Widow in theater. So he's going to give his best spoiler-free summary as he can. Yeah, I, I forget if I said this on the podcast before, but do you do, do you know the last movie I saw uh, before the pandemic? Before the pandemic, uh, the last move time I was in a movie theater, what it what what movie it was for? Couldn't tell you. It was what? for Ri- Rise of Skywalker in December 2019. Uh, Jeez. It, and so not only was it. <laughs> over a year and a half ago that I've been in a movie theater. It was also a bad movie. So I had, to, so literally my last movie going experience was <laughs> Could, so couldn't disappointing. Have been worse. Yeah. Like I was so, <laughs> I remember walking out of the movie uh, just like, that was, that was disappointing. I, I didn't like it. Like I was, I was yeah. very disappointed. I just never got around to going. There was another, not another big movie supposed to come out anytime soon that yeah. I was going to go see. And then everything closed. So, yeah, you fast forward to now. I was so excited to just be back in a theater again uh, because I honestly love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and, you know, people, I'm sure there are some people out there who argue that, um, you know, if you are if you like the movies, you'd go to see actual films rather than uh, Black Widow. Uh, to those people, I say, yeah, well, these are the movies I like. These <laughs> and are the also there's I like literally nothing the else out right now. Like, yeah. There is um, a there quiet is place too. That does look good. I have not seen the first one though, so I need to I need to watch that one first. I think you got to see the first um, one. Yeah, it's not great. But uh, it's um, you know, and I I do, and I mean I mean everybody is just lining up to go see uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the Jungle Cruise. Uh, if I remember oh, yeah. correctly, yeah, I, the uh, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I got my yeah. tent ready. I'm ready to, I, to park outside do, the theater I for do. that one. I will say I do kind of want to see that movie out of just g- complete curiosity because it looks so it, it's it's one of those movies I'm like there's no way this is good like there's no way this movie is going to be any good but then I remember the fact that Pirates of the Caribbean was a mo- was a really good movie when it first came out and then they ended up making like five of them so maybe I'm totally wrong and maybe Jungle Cruise is the next Pirates of the Caribbean Right, like a movie based on a Disney ride that ends up becoming a massive franchise. Um, I mean, there's fast, there's Fast Nine. There's I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie before. What? Uh, nope, never have. Uh, I they look very stupid. They look very yeah, <laughs> they look but that's me. why I you think, watch them is because they're so I, stupid. Didn't they? They started out serious though, right? Like they started out the first one is to be kind of eh. serious. Like it, not to the point ask, where it's like, like, oh, this is a hard drama, or, but like in terms of like, it's it was a much more just cat. It was just a much more run of the mill action movie, whereas now it's just become this whole. It's basically become a meme because <laughs> like the first movie takes itself very seriously, and it's a very melodramatic like crime movie that like is all about like street racing and shit. But it's like very much it takes itself seriously as like a undercover cop exploring like like street racers who steal shit on the side but the every movie since has d- like gotten crazier and weirder and less serious as like the the franchise has gone on like the first one still holds up it's super dated because the story is about a bunch of criminals who street race and in the opening scene they're stealing TVs with VCRs built into them <laughs> that's, Yo, oh, that's wow. how dated it is it's like high tech 
talk about that high tech, you know? It's um, yeah. And then like this oh my God. this most recent one, like they're in space. They're using wait, like they, wait, they went to space? That that actually well, happened. They finally went to space. Because that I was saw... that was the one joke I kept hearing is that it's yeah. they're like it's finally time for Fast and Furious in space or they're street racing I, in space. And I'm I like, clip okay, I kinda it. wanna see that. <laughs> like I, I saw... kinda would be interested. It's like a clip of like a I don't know what it's like a Honda, like a souped up Honda Accord or whatever in space. And um, they got like Ludacris and someone else in like <laughs> the, those deep sea diver outfits from like the 1800s. Like they have like the big clunky That's like incredible. metal helmet with like the diving bell on each side. And it's not a space suit, but they're in space in this car. I don't know if, I don't know if it's real or if someone just like made like a really funny, like, like cgi clip to like make fun of how dumb the franchise is i hope it's real because it looks so stupid i mean if they haven't gone to space yet they will eventually although i'm hoping for time travel i you know what well you know what they've already talked about right um yeah the jurassic park thing right yeah the jurassic park so for anyone who hasn't seen it um apparently universal studios who makes both uh the fast and furious movies and then jurassic park they want to they want to do a crossover movie between that which, and, which honestly i'm totally how, for it i'm totally for it too it also tells you how how serious how not uh, not seriously they're taking fast and furious but also it yeah. kind of tells you how much they don't actually care about jurassic park that much yes or it's exactly. just or it's just gonna or they just know it's gonna make them an insane amount of money regardless because those movies do well <laughs> Even though I've heard the last couple have not been good, and I'm like, well, they're, not, all, they're I always seen... like trash movies, but it's like they make bang. The first Jurassic of the stars. Park was really good, and the first Jurassic World was really good. Both of those were good movies. Um, then the rest of them haven't been good because uh, they because they keep getting to the point of hey, once they're once we they uh, everyone's escaped the island, um, there's no real good reason nothing. to go back anymore. So you run, you you run, you kind of run. It's one of those you can only and they really blew do up it once island. or twice. Yeah, and they blew up the island exactly. Um, so you can only do it by you have to go completely nuts with it the next time yeah. if you're going to ever do it again. Um, so they keep running into that situation where like Lost World or and then whatever Fallen Kingdom I think was the second yeah. one in the new version. Mm-hmm. Like they keep running out of basically they keep running out of ideas, right? Yeah. Um. Whereas the first two were a lot more of they look at the magic and whimsy of dinosaurs and yeah. then they Remember, start dinosaurs. killing and, and then they try to kill you. That's what yeah. makes them good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be very funny. I do love the somebody tweeted out the idea of like I can see it now. Two Vin Diesel and John Cena uh, street racing, and then boom, T Rex crushes one of the cars. <laughs> oh <laughs> like yes, I would go to see that movie in theaters. I yeah, 100%. like if they make. Jurassic Furious, I will absolutely go to see that movie. Even though Jurassic, I've never... To yeah. Jurassic New Park. Like, yeah, to, the, to the, Jurassic the stupider it gets, like, the more interesting it is, because, like, I have no interest in, like, the yeah. crime, the crime shit Jurassic, or, like, whatever. Jurassic Drift. There you yeah. Go, Trace, uh, yeah. If they introduce, if they're, like, for F10, we go to the craziest place for street racing yet, prehistoric America, and it's, like... <laughs> them like out racing an exploding volcano or like the comet that like that like destroyed the earth like i will i I will absolutely be all for that because it would be so stupid and over the top and that's like what movies should be of that nature like they can't take themselves seriously 
But yeah. like, Somehow I'm I feel sure like it's going to be less funny than it's going to be less funny or it's going to be yeah. even funnier than that, where it'll be like, they go back to like 1776 and it'll be like <laughs> them, them accidentally like, uh, like joining the Napoleonic the wars. Yeah, like with, or like the English the American Revolution, American Revolution or something. It's like yeah. they're drag racing like a horse and buggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be kind of that would be pretty good. Yeah, the American um, Revolution's only as strong if you got family. Yeah, that's it. I will say I've been enjoying the family memes and like the memes the, are the so well, funny. They're, I mean, they're a bit. They're much, getting overused. Like, they're getting yeah, overused very every quickly. Every account uses them, and you're like, okay, like. Yeah. Chill out. We get it. It's it's very funny that Dom says family and it's Vin Diesel and his bald head. But why could we got, be you gotta tone you, it down? Sure, we are all Canucks, but we're also family. Like <laughs> Yeah, like okay, we're so family. we're gonna talk a little bit about the Canucks here because yeah. um one of the things that was actually gonna be on the docket to be talked about in this episode was the reveal of the AHL Abbotsford team name, their jerseys, logos, all that stuff. Wouldn't you wouldn't you know it? They ran out of time, or they couldn't get it done in time, and uh, we're gonna have to wait a bit for that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's if- interesting because they were supposed to come out, um, yeah. and from all account, by all accounts, it was just supposed to be Abbotsford Canucks, yeah. which would imp- which would mean that you wouldn't really need to. I don't believe you'd need to go out and get um, any sort of say um, new like trademarks filed. Or anything of that no, sort. No, they already own like all the Canucks-based ones. So all you would have to do is just get the artwork design approved by the AHL Board of Governors or whatever for whatever jersey you're planning and on. Even using. that, you don't. And what's weird is you don't even really need that right away. Like they could just yeah. be theoretically been like, all right, here's the name, uh, the logo, and the uniforms will come out later, kind of thing. Uh, but no, they just they've decided. Nope, there is yeah. nothing. There's nothing that there's nothing we're getting. Yeah, it's going to be next week or the night or I believe the fourteenth or fourteenth. Yeah, so okay. next Friday. But uh, okay. if you remember, like when the Golden Knights were entering the league, there was like a big kind of I, th- I don't know if there's a big delay, but there was a a smaller delay because they had to confirm that their name was going to fly with the league because there was concerns over like the London Knights name and oh, whether they I would be like remember. have a problem with that. But because they had the word golden in front of it, they were just kind of like, oh, it's just like. What happened was, so what happened was they were, I do believe at one point their initial plan was actually to be the Vegas Desert Knights instead. Uh, I believe that was the first name on the table. Like, uh, because they couldn't, they knew they weren't going to be able to get just Knights uh, because of the London Knights, because of all the other people that own that trademark. And even Golden Knights, I believe they had a huge, they got, they some uh they got there was a lawsuit filed against the team after they chose Golden Knights by if I remember correctly um a parachute team there was a team like a a parachute gliding team uh that sued them over the name uh <laughs> all right um and basically uh the the Knights entire uh like um um argument against it in like defense in court was uh. We're a professional hockey team. They're like a, a parachute team. I we don't think anyone's gonna have a hard time. Uh, they're gonna have a hard time deciphering which is which. Um, and oh. I think they won off of just that. Yeah. Um, like, cause yeah, they who else? Cause who's gonna mistake those two? Those two things, right? <laughs> I um, know. I always think of the parachute team whenever I think yeah. of Golden. Oh Knights. yeah. 
So the goal, yeah, the United States Army parachute team is nicknamed the Golden Knights, and they sued, I believe, and they sued, I believe, over the name at some point, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, it was okay. it was pretty funny, and they and this was long, and that ended like long after they'd even started their seat. The season had already started. Maybe um, Francesco Aquilini sued his own AHL team for using the name Abbotsford Canucks. I I I don't think he I you know I don't think he'd do that. I feel like that's not his style. Yeah. All right. They filed. The, they fought. They yeah. They settled in over. They settled dispute with the Golden Knights over name trademark in twenty eighteen. Uh, very very funny. Yeah. Very um, shortly after they started or ended their first year, I guess. So. Yeah. I guess checks out. Uh, they were probably like, oh yeah, no one knows who the fuck we are. Let's just yeah. Act yeah. You know. Here. Yeah, this is very silly. You can get some a little bit of free money out of it by just yeah. walking away. It's very, yeah. very silly to but, yeah, waste very, any extra time on it. But yeah, very funny that like the Canucks could lean into like, you know, all the Dom, like the, the Fast and the Furious memes if they really wanted to and been like, we wanted to release a name, but we had to approve it with the family. And then they like have a picture of like, like the Aquilini is like around like the business table or something. Like anything that is like providing levity and makes them seem like human beings and like shows that the organization like has a sense of humor about stuff. Because if, if, if anyone saw the, uh, the email that went out to season ticket holders or prospective season ticket holders, they made it sound like they were curing cancer or something the way they described this delay. Because the email as it went out was like, uh, you can't rush good. greatness. And we've had some last-minute details to firm up, so we've decided to reschedule the unveiling of the new name, logo, and jersey until Wednesday, July 14th. They're uh, like, really setting you up for how long it's going to take prospects to uh, come up to the team as well, aren't they? You can't rush you can't greatness. Rush greatness. He's been. We haven't done it in years. Chad has been sitting on the in the in the in the lineup for the last five years since you drafted him, guys. You, yeah. You, Chad's got to get a call up at some point. Like, yeah, we can. Uh, but you can't rush greatness. Can't rush yeah. greatness, but you can when you don't have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any uh, right shot defensemen. Well, Jalen Chatfield, you're an NHL defenseman now. Okay, can we that, can we uh can we go on a tangent here, or can I go on a tangent here about the Jalen Chatfield thing? This and, episode is entirely uh just about yes. whatever we want to talk about. So by yeah. all means, go ahead, go ahead. So, so it is so funny to me that last season, uh, before the team had any right shot defenseman after Chris Tanev left, like Schmidt dropped in their lap like a few months after. Jim went on record and was like, oh, we know Jalen Chatfield's going to be an NHL defender for us next year. He's a really good player, and he's ready to be an NHLer. And he hadn't signed him yet. And after this interview where he said all these things, Jalen Chatfield held out for a better contract. <laughs> and it delayed yeah. their ex his extension by like a few days. And I'm sure that added a couple zeros or like a couple, you know, 5,000 or more or something, made his two-way deal a bit more... Uh, more beneficial to him because he knew he'd probably be sitting on the taxi squad for most of the time. So that's just like so funny to me that that is like a blip on the radar in last season. Like everyone just kind of forgets all the little nuances. Last season <laughs> just blasted by so quickly. Um, Did it really though? 
it did because you know what like the fact that you and i are here already at the end of the season and maybe <laughs> it's just the fact that we started in january but i feel like we just rocketed through the year like it doesn't I think you're just feel... having a nice summer M- maybe maybe i, I think you're I don't having know. a nice summer because this season dragged man this I season mean, dra- was like well, you know what? It did both. It was both. It dragged. See, it dragged on in terms of just this nightmare will never end kind of thing. Yeah. But it also just blasted through. Like I remember being like in March, like being like, "Oh, the season's already almost done. We're already <laughs> like past the halfway gate here." Yeah. Um. It's been. It's been like, and it's only been like a few weeks. Like, um. It this season was a little bit of both. It but. Uh, I think I think it was uh, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash talking about rushing and dragging. This was both. Yeah, the Canuck season was both. Um, it was yeah. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a mess. I think some of the things that uh, happened this year, we might end up having to do like um, we might honestly have to do like full episodes of like just recapping what happened because oh, do you really want to so- relive that season though? Well, like, well, you know what uh, it would be like? It would be like we'd be uh, recapping things, but like in like a short, like two minutes, like it would just be us. And then we'd like clip to that point in the season or something. That's a bit too it long. Would, it would be a long time. Yeah. It, Cause there are like, there's so many things that, yeah, I think yeah. if it were a regular normal hockey season, like the full 82, but from October to April, um, we yeah. would have had more time to go into and to actually like break down at a better level. Uh, But this year, everything just breezed by so quickly that we never really got We're There were some things that sometimes flew under the radar that in a normal year wouldn't have like that specifically would be a very good one. I have to push back and just disagree. I, I, I don't know, but you're just having a good summer. Like, you know, you're cruising in California, you're going to movies, you're watching (laughs) Marvel movies and theaters. You're just like living your best life. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. Felt like the slowest season imaginable, but on the note of the farm team and, uh, you know, because I am a Utica guy just to, Remind he's, folks yeah, at home. He, I kind of know what's going on. He's always saying a we're walking here. Like he's I always saying a I'm walking here. AHL, I'm walking here. Uh, well, I'm friend of the program. That I've never heard of, and I've never heard of steamed hams. <laughs> it's an Albany expression. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, friend of the program and uh, loyal supporter of ours, Christopher Faber, mustard on. Uh, uh, mustard on uh, watermelon uh, beer. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> mustard on watermelon enthusiast, Chris Baker. You're, Chris, you're and, uh, on thin ice. I, I yeah, you funny, I mean, but you are on thin ice. <laughs> I admire the man for his boldness. I do. I really do. And I wanted to commend him for his wonderful article um, that he released and released with his interview with uh, the Canucks AHL GM Ryan Johnson. A lot of like funny stories in there, like about Nikolai Goldobin asking the GM to give him a ride to Syracuse Airport at three in the morning. Like there's some funny shit. Um, But one of the quotes that stood out to me, and you'll know this because you used to be a Western Conference AHL reporter. uh, Ryan Johnson's plan right now is to have DiPietro play 50 games out of the 68 game schedule um as you know western conference teams because of travel experience a lot of back-to-backs in a regular season uh the teams that are the furthest away like colorado or tucson 
will have their schedule mostly be back-to-backs. Uh, Colorado in 2019-2020 had 25 back-to-backs in a 56-game abbreviated season. Tucson had 19. So as I said in my little tweet where I was kind of laughing at this quote, it's possible that Michael DiPietro might play 50 games and he might do every single back-to-back imaginable because he's a crazy person. And he has the work work ethic of no goalie I've ever seen, chipper attitude. If he gets asked to play 50 games, regardless of back-to-backs, he'll do it. But I really hope someone did point out to him that he could destroy DiPietro by playing him as much as they think they're planning on. And I really wonder if anyone did their due diligence and like looked at what a Western conference schedule looks like in the AHL, because you can't just play a goalie 50 games in the Western conference. Like you really just can't unless you hate them. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. So the one thing I'll say for now is because again, like this is we're in July. Um, I think by the time we get to, I think, I think by the time we get to, like training camp starting for the Abbotsford whatevers. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is their will, name, by the way, the Abbotsford that is, whatevers. Yes, they're actually going to be using uh, Gonzo from the Muppets. Uh, he's there because that was his official. He was a whatever, uh, yeah. I believe, was his official name for a long Correct. time. Because because yeah, because they Cause he did not what? have an actual. He was not an, a thing. He was just a whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, until of course 1999's Muppets from Space, where he was revealed to be an alien. Uh, but we don't know. We don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but in uh, I do I do think that this year the one thing that is changing um, as far as I know the AHL is changing their schedule so that every team is going to be playing the same amount of games. So previously, how it had worked is the Pacific Division to make up for the fact that they were playing a lot of back to backs um, as and having to travel a little bit more in between uh, cities than mm-hmm. the eastern the eastern teams they play less games. I believe every other. 64 schedule around there you would know better than i would for a normal ahl season would have been about 60 i think it was in the 60s yeah on the the west coast it's like in the 60s and then east coast is when it's like 70s or like low 80s or something like that so the pacific i remember the pacific division teams only ever played 56 they only ever played 56 games and I believe the Central Division, who they sometimes crossed over with, played 64, and then it jumped up to where all the Eastern Conference teams all played, uh, like, the full 70. And right. they did that again to alleviate for travel stuff. The one thing this year – so, yeah, the thing this year is that now they're changing it so that every team is going to have the same equal number of games, which I believe will be that 70. Or I or I, I believe is that 70 number. It might be – they might have chosen the 64 so and gone smack dab in the middle. I right. don't know for sure. All I know is equal playing field for everybody else, which might mean that they're going to do less uh, back-to-backs, which would be – which, yeah, if if so, maybe DPHO plays 50 games. It's not – if you're looking at it from an NHL standpoint, uh, 50 games in, like, say, an 82-game regular season, uh, that's about where I'd put the ceiling on most goaltenders. I would say 50 is – a good number that's a that's a that's a healthy amount of games for your number one guy to play while still giving uh him enough rest and letting your backup play the additional 32 uh that's that's a that's a that's a good that's probably the cap of where i'd put it at 
Yeah. For D- if they're going to be playing as many back-to-backs as the season before, I think you'll see, say, Ian Clark uh, step in and say, okay, yeah. pump Don't the brakes a little bit. Please. Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, please play whoever the backup is a little yeah. bit more. You don't want him playing. Uh, you don't want him playing every single night. Um, when I was covering the Barracuda, uh, they had um, Antoine Bibo and uh, Yosef Koronash were the two guys at the time uh, the, in their system. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, Bebo played a lot more games just because he was the, the older guy, the incumbent. He had had AHL experience for quite a while at the Marlies when he was uh, when he was in the Maple Leaf system. Um, so he had that going for him. And Coronash was a rookie just coming over, just coming over from Europe. So he hadn't gotten the chance. But by the end of the season, it had pretty much gone evened out to 50-50. Like it was pretty close to where they were just going, okay, it's Tonight is Bebo, tomorrow's Coronash, then Bebo. Yeah. They were they were pretty much just jumping back and forth. I think by the end of the season, maybe there are a few more games. Say Coronash might be getting an extra game every every now and then in because he was mm-hmm. more the future for them. Sure. Um, but either way, it was pretty close to an even split. Yeah. And for the Canucks, they don't necessarily have another prospect who they have to get, give necessarily – worry about yeah. giving ice time to so that bodes yeah. well for dpho and getting as many games as he can they gotta make but up for last also, year <laughs> yes they do they do gotta make up for last year but you also don't want to cook them so yeah. you really do have to make sure that say if you have back-to-back situations you need an ahl capable goaltender uh like say last year it was zane mcintyre um, I don't know if he's still technically under contract with that group or anything. Um, no, he but... was uh, he was in the uh, All Svenskin last year. That's he was right. he was with them the year before. Their backup right. their, last year. This the year was, was Hofer. Like, it was Hofer. All the Joel. ECHL goalies Dead and all the, St. the Louis the... and Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and all the Blues. Not guys. pretty. Right. Yeah. Zane Mac. Right. Because Zane McIntyre was part of the trade to get. JT he was Miller, traded. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, I'm just, again, this is what a whirlwind the last year and a half has been. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, you do need an AHL capable goaltender. Don't like, I think people sometimes think that it's very much as simple as, oh, in the AHL, you can just play everybody as much as you want. Uh, and that's the whole point of it. No, you still have to have guys who <laughs> who are capable of playing and winning games every now and then. So yeah. you can give the, your best prospects a bit of a rest and a night off every now and then. The one, and especially in the in the West, where I remember talking to a former Canuck, a former Canucks uh, signee, or at least Comets uh, playing for the Comets for a while, Francis Perron, when he was playing for the Barracuda, uh, mm-hmm. he had been playing in Belleville for quite a while before that. And I remember asking him uh, early on that season. I asked him, you know, what about like, is there a big difference between playing in the East and playing in the West uh, yeah. in terms of the AHL? And he told me, and I remember he told me at the time that it's a lot more physical. You play the Western teams are a lot more physical. It's a lot. It's a little bit more chippy. Um, the skill is still there, but there's just going to be a little bit more like extra, like extra, like uh, liberties being taken here and there. So it's a bit of a rougher. It's a bit of a rougher around the edges. Wiki wiki wild wild west. So yeah, you don't want to, and you don't want to, and you don't want to kill anybody. So and you don't want to kill anybody. Like uh, I, I mean, of course figuratively uh so no, literally they literally kill people in the AHL. Uh, it, at the end of every fury game road. it's just fury road is what it is that's at the end of every situation. game they pick the worst player and they just kill him in front of the crowd <laughs> they just fucking <laughs> kill him that, that's why they're that's why they're gonna go play games at the coliseum but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no that i i actually you know what i will i will ask you i am kind of surprised that one of the things that like so yeah they chose abbotsford 
I am yeah. surprised they didn't go to the Coliseum. Like, I'm still a little surprised that they didn't move the team to the Coliseum well, and put them as close to the arena as possible. Like, that that was a little bit interesting to me. It's pretty obvious why, though. Oh, Abbotsford, I'm sure they got paid. Abbotsford pays them. The city of Abbotsford pays them $750,000 for the privilege of running the the thing and taking on all costs involved with the arena. Like it's a, yeah. it's a screaming deal. If you're the Aquilini's that you don't ever have to worry about damages, to the arena upgrades, renovations. And there's like a clause in the thing where they're like literally allowed to dictate what they need fixed and improved. And then it's just at the cost of the tax hold or taxpayers of Abbotsford. Like, I mean, the deal will be completely fine so long as they do stick around for the next five to 10 years. But if yeah. they, if they pulled like an Abbotsford heat and left after only a few years, and- I mean, that wouldn't oh. happen. I don't think that, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't have any worry about that yeah. happening specifically because they have literally, they have all the incentive not to, uh, in terms of like, it's not like with the, with the heat where they were owned by the Calgary flames. And it was like, yeah, wait a minute. Why are we letting our team yeah. suffer in Abbotsford when there's literally no benefit to us whatsoever, yeah. uh, outside of them being like, in the next province over like that yeah. was it that was a whole thing yeah. and they were you take a west jet from abbotsford international airport right by the rink but yeah other than that yeah. there's really yeah, no incentive with the canucks there's actually a clear obvious uh incentive of hey of hey why you should never leave um so yeah. that makes perfect sense um yeah. as far has any has any idea on like what the name is going to be and everything in the uniforms has that changed at all for you now that they're waiting on the time does that do you think there's any do you expect any reason to see them change the name uh, and go with something different? Because I feel like a lot of people didn't like the Canucks, that they yeah, were going to just call was... them the Abbotsford Canucks. It, it did feel like a cop-out, um, yeah, yeah. and I saw a lot of people agreeing with me on that at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, so I'm, on, I'm on kind of like both sides. Like, it's kind of lame because I'm a Jersey head. Like, if like the more the more designs you get in hockey, the better I appreciate like new stuff coming out. Like I love new design, new Jersey designs, the retro reverse retro idea was great. Even though some teams didn't really embrace the theme. Uh, it would have been nice to see an AHL team that was like a, a, like a legitimately unique Jersey that Vancouver fans and Abbotsford fans could like embrace and enjoy instead of just like, Oh yeah, bring your uh, Vancouver Jersey to the arena and you'll fit in perfectly fine. But I get it from like a branding standpoint. It's just like you want the Canucks name everywhere possible. You don't want it to be, oh, here's the Canucks and the Space Fish. Which makes, yeah, the, I did like the Space Fish. I one. do. Uh, I really wish it was the funny. Space Fish. Maybe, hey, maybe that's why there's a delay is they saw the Space Fish idea. They're like, that's it. That's the one. Well, space I Fish mean, only are so know. cool. Only you would know because they'd be emailing. They'd have to be emailing you right now and being like, hey, uh, can we have hey. that? <laughs> you didn't copyright um, Space Fish, right? I'm tr- I should I'm, I should I'm, Google that right now. Abbotsford Spacefish. Oh, I am, I would I would be stunned if that Abbotsford Spacefish. Um, it's yeah. There are some good. I mean, there was and especially because you know what there was like I didn't personally. I was not a huge fan of the name Aviators. Like oh well, I thought it was the best option out of the ones they had there. Um, and like the realistic ones, I should say. Because of course, my favorite was uh, my favorite was of course the Avengers name for very obvious reasons. The Revengers, yeah. The yeah, the Revenge. I think it's time to disband the Revengers. Um, that <laughs> name, which again, for the record, that name was perfect. You should have picked. They should have picked Avengers. The Abbotsford Avengers would have crushed everything in their path, and they would have been amazing. 
and I even drew them up a logo for free. I did. I did see that. Yeah, and which like as we as we can as we can see on the the video right here is gorgeous. Like, come on, it's the flying skate mixed with the Avengers A. Like, it, you're telling me Disney wouldn't license that? Come on, they would. That was actually the interesting thing is I <laughs> I remember you asking me about like um like well there's no way disney would ever let that out of the that would never give that away like let yeah. people license that off but the actual interesting thing is they have licensed there is history of licensing names to sports teams that they don't own, well, my, uh, uh, or like licensing their yeah well the my, so technically yes that well they sold that so when they sold true. the team they sold the mighty ducks name and logo with it um and i think they had to they probably actually had to license it back from the Ducks current owners to use it in their right. series. Maybe I think possibly yeah. um, at the very least, that's why the logo is different in that move in the new TV series. Um, but uh, the Oregon Ducks for a long time, actually um, uh, the university of Oregon, uh, their mascot was actually licensed uh, from Disney because at the time people, they, it was a clear, it was meant to be a, a different version, basically based off of Donald Duck. Um, and essentially they got a bit, but because Walt Disney was friends with the guy who created it and everything, or like yeah. the, whoever wasn't their sports director, uh, they got licensing at the time. And then later on in life, the Disney basically let them use it, uh, like, like with a, for like a pretty cheap license deal for until uh, up to about 2010 when they said, okay, you know what, we're just going to let you guys have it because nobody's. Yeah. Nobody can tell, everybody can tell the difference between Donald Duck and the Oregon Duck. People can tell, we're not going to yeah. make you pay the licensing fee anymore. It's yours. Like, just go for it. Um, and they just said, you you can have it. So theoretically, there is, <laughs> it, it wouldn't hurt to ask. So you you're saying like, there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying there's a chance, of course, being provided that the people who own the team are willing to pay Marvel uh, a licensing fee to use the name Avengers, which is probably the harder part here. Uh, it's, it's, is, uh, I don't know if Canucks ownership would be interested in paying the amount of money it would cost to have the Avengers name there, <laughs> even though it would have been incredible. And what? I want the jersey, and now I want to make the jersey for myself if, and have it on my own and have it for myself. What if they were like, uh, you can have the Avengers name, but it'll cost you $749,000 every year. So all that Abbotsford money oh, no. just one, goes straight to Disney. One third round pick done. Here you go. Like it cost me as much as like the entry level contract for one third round pick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not done. Done right now. Absolutely. You know how much money you'd make off of that back right away? Like not just just from, in Jersey shales, shales. Yeah, people from other people who don't watch the AHL or don't watch any sort of hockey would be buying those jerseys because they'd be like, yeah. oh my god, Avengers hockey jersey. I'm sold. They'd buy yeah. regard that you'd literally be getting a bunch of people who are just comic book nerds buying them because they yeah. think it's because it's an Avengers thing. You would make that money back easily. And you, that's you kind make of it back pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. And that's the secret to it at the end of the day is it uh, when it comes to like marketing and stuff, if you have a good design and you put together good, like strong marketing, you can make a lot of money off of that alone. Never even have to worry about like, all the other things that come with it. Like I, uh, like the Toronto Raptors picked there specifically because Jurassic Park was popular at the time and they made a bunch of money back. The Sharks, the San Jose Sharks were number one in merchandise sales at one point when they came out because they were the first team to use teal uh, on a regular basis. The Mighty Ducks, when they came out, they were the, I believe they were the number one, not just in, in hockey, in merchandise sales, but I believe in all uh, of North America, in all pro sports, they were the highest 
in 94, they made the most money in merchandise sales than anyone else. Um, and they've, they've said since then that that's partially due to the fact that because they were owned by Disney, Disney was putting them in like, say like the Disney stores and also in like the, the theme parks. So you could buy them there as well. So that helped a bunch, but still, when you do a good job and you market something well, you can make a lot of money just off of selling some jerseys and some oh, like sure. hats. Like it's, so, it's, it's pretty good if you, so, which is why it's too bad that they might go in kind of a boring direction and pick a, pick one that people already have hats for and jerseys for like, you know, So you know, what's interesting is I'm on van base right now. And the only jerseys that are on sale are the stick in rink redesign that they released this uh, past two years ago. Really? So maybe the Abbotsford Canucks logo is the stick and rink logo. And they mm. move that to the main AHL logo and they go with the, the Orca without the Vancouver, um, the reverse retro and the flying skate. You think as they do that? Three. They might the reverse retro is a slick Jersey, even though they lost oh, every time they oh, wore so, it and they hate so- it. Uh, I can tell you the reverse retro is not coming back. That's not oh. based on any. That's not based on any sources or anything. That's based on. Um, I believe the whole the thing with the reverse retros the is that no one can. I believe the rules on how those work is uh-huh. no one can use them next year. So uh-huh. even if uh, you can come back, I believe in uh, the season after with a design that looks identical to it. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a reverse retro. It'll be right. technically just a your well, alternate jersey maybe that's what they do jersey. um but that would also but that would still mean that this year you can't use it i don't and i don't see that happening specifically because uh a i don't think anybody liked them that much like even the people who like them were like kind of like these are cool but like no one was no one was like this is the best jersey ever i don't it, i do not think you will ever see that reverse retro see the light of day again because yeah. they weren't that good and also they already have Orca jerseys. People don't, and people have made it very clear that they don't want more Orca jerseys. They want to see the other logos more. So Honestly, I don't I, think that's coming back. I do think they actually looked better than I gave them credit for because on like images and like ads, they look like shit, but like on the ice and in person, like it's a really slick design. And now that I've seen them play in it, I associate the reverse retro jersey with Niels Hoglander. Which is a shame because they're never going to wear it again. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was I, I interesting do, on Bad I do love that game. That might be a game we should play on one of these episodes is who do you associate this jersey? Like first, yeah. John, who's the, who do you who do you see when you see this jersey? Because I, I imagine for you and I, it's very different. Like Probably. what uniform? Like, um, hey, we could just kind of do it right now. When you, uh, when, you see the, when you see here, I'll just throw one up right now. Because again, this is an episode where we can do kind of just as much as we want. Unless you have something planned in mind that you really want us to get to at some point. Technically I never even got to the black widow stuff, but that's fine because I think oh, well. people are going to go see it because people oh, are going to go see it. People are going to go see it. see it. Whatever. Who cares? Um, when, other, when other see, Canucks when, thing. Speaking of who do you see? When, uh, who's your first thought when you see this Jersey? Honestly, okay. Well, this is actually going to be wrong because I, I associate Brock Besser with this Jersey. Oh, you know why? See, that's 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 because yeah. I, I made a Photoshop of it that made it look like Brock Besser was 3D and coming out of the GIF. So because I worked on that for so long, I can only picture like I associate the flying skate with Besser, even though there like no wrong logically it that's shouldn't perfect, be. 
I honestly don't blame you for that, especially because uh, I remember one of my best memories of these uniforms is Besser scoring like that tying goal against yeah. the Avalanche when they first came out. Um, I mean, yeah, I think for actually what's weird and what's weird for me is it's probably um, Bo Horvat is probably the first name that comes to mind when I see this jersey. Now, maybe this is again just because we're looking at the the black skate jersey with the Adidas with its like, current current design in the Adidas form. Yeah. But I, I recognize the jerseys uh, with that group. And a uh, friendly reminder, and this is why I'm always really tentative whenever anyone's like, they should bring back the flying skate full time. Because I hear, I, obviously, I see a lot of people saying that. Um, I'm So I'm 24. I'm 24. I'm, you know, I've been here a pretty good amount of time. I have, but I've never seen this, but I've only ever seen the skate played with in person or like on my television. Sure. Uh, five times. And all of those were within the last four years, I believe. Four or five right. years. I have not known a team wearing that uniform. The only version of the Canucks I know is the Canucks in the Killer Whale. So I don't have an actual personal connection to it aside from, say, what, going to a couple games uh, two seasons ago or two seasons ago uh, when Horvat and uh, Besser were wearing them. Well, I happen to be have the perfect vantage point to watch... Uh, Jacob Markstrom make that stack the pad save uh, in, against the Rangers. I went to that game. Um, so I don't have, and yeah, Jacob Markstrom is probably a, is another guy who I would associate really high on that uniform for that Jersey uh, specifically because of that save and how great he was in that game against the Rangers. Um, that's, and that's kind of, and that's why I'm always kind of like, okay, I don't, I think the people who like this jersey, like it's because of, it's for nostalgic reasons, obviously, mm -hmm. but lots of people don't have, when you look objectively, it's just like, in my opinion, like as far, specifically the colors are just okay. The colors aren't that great. I don't love the colors. I would much rather see, I'd be happy to see the skate logo come back. Like if you just showed me a black and white of the logo, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is their best logo. A hundred percent, the best logo. The colors suck. The colors are bad. I don't like the colors whatsoever. Go to green and blue full. The green and blue needs to stay because those are their best colors. The um, green and blue is so boring to me. No, how? How is it boring? It's the they're the only team in the league that wears green and blue. That's cool. That's a cool, unique element. The only, they'd sorry. be the only team with like black and red and yellow. Really? Really? You you think so? Yeah. yeah. You know how many teams I can name with one of those color combinations? Like with those color combinations? With all like three? Calgary. Instantly. Easy. No, but like you an actual wear... actual black jersey though. They wore like they wore black. one last year. They wore blasty. They had the blasty jersey last yeah, year. Yeah, that's a reverse retro though. That's not like an like main. Still, I'm saying that I don't want to wear the same colors as the Calgary Flames. I I don't. I don't want to wear the same color. I don't want to wear It was their colors first though. It no, was the Canucks. It? They had the black one before Blasty or whatever, whatever the shit. They're they're all black. That's what I mean. Well, may maybe, but the Flames yeah. have been red the and Flames gold have always been longer red. than they have. Like have been red and gold longer than they have. And also, yeah, like red and black is the like black and gold is the Bruins. I don't like that. And also the Penguins. Like there's a bunch of colors in there that I'm just like the the Penguins yeah, are just like, yellow now. That's it, all they are. I, I, I was very, that was really weird when they wore their gold uniforms, which I do like, but I was like, but why are they wearing like... those for the playoffs? That was weird. That was weird to me. I didn't like <laughs> they that. They wore them because they knew Tristan Chari was going to send them home quickly anyway. Ugh, well, they're never wearing them again. Now they're cursed. Um, you know, like I was thinking the other day, 
I, I, I don't know why, but I was just like kind of doing my work. And then all of a sudden I just remembered like the, the penguins probably could have had a deep run had Tristan Jari not decided to go home. Like yeah. oh, they yeah. probably would have won that Islanders series if they had any other person in net. Oh, hundred percent. They, 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 they win that series. Uh, if they have just, uh, someone else in net, like yeah. that's literally it. It's you crazy. Just, you, you can chalk up one OT loss. You can chalk up game six. You can chalk up multiple games to, uh, Tristan Jari just melting down at the worst possible yeah. time. Um, if literally they just get okay goaltending, I don't know if they make it past round two necessarily. Like I think that would have meant yeah. they played Boston, or or might have even meant or, or early meeting with uh, with Tampa. I think or, it would no, have been an early Tampa meeting with Tampa. Would no, it would have it would have been you know what? It, no, it would have still been Boston because remember the divisional setup. So it still would have been uh, it was it has still been the winner of Washington Boston who they would have played. Okay. Um, so they would have gone Boston. They probably would have lost that series anyway. But it mean the Islanders wouldn't have gotten nearly as far. Obviously, the yeah. Islanders don't get anywhere near, and maybe that changes how the Lightning win the cup. Uh, yesterday, it might have been maybe a bit faster. <laughs> might have been a different team. It might be a different team altogether. It might be uh, someone else. Maybe Montreal comes out on top. Now nah, they're pretty Possibly. injured. Possibly, uh, yeah, they were they they were screwed. But um, other actual hockey stuff. Uh, the Canucks are apparently welcoming the Seattle Kraken next. Uh, next season they're gonna host them in a couple it, preseason games i think they did this for vegas and they did this for san jose i think actually as pointed out by patrick johnson uh, or yeah. Patterson, um, i can't remember i think it was i think it was pet bugs actually uh Not nobody maybe. nobody who had it um it, nobody pointed um, it out. yeah nobody pointed it out um yeah the canucks are have been uh one of the uh first uh you know what? They might have they they've been yeah they've been the first team for a lot of groups um, before like at least um, I don't know if they were the first Sharks preseason game they probably were because they were at the time no oh, no because they would have been L A they would have had they would have regular had season LA. game I believe first regular season game for sure that was in Vancouver that was in Vancouver um, at first two and their first home game the Sharks first home game was also uh, against yeah. the Canucks as well um, so because the, they played a back to back. Um, but yeah, so the Kraken, the Canucks will play the Kraken for the first ever preseason game uh, in Spokane uh, on September 26th at the uh, Spokane Arena, home of the the Chiefs of the WHL. And honestly, it's so weird. It doesn't feel real yet. Like, no, the, it really doesn't. The fact that we're get like it's the fact that we're getting the Canucks are finally getting a proper geographical rival and someone who's actually going to be like who's going to be there the real like a real like a, a proper rivalry like, like a an actual rival rivalry, for them yeah. like we like we said all the time the Canucks have rivals but they're never anyone's number one like they're never yeah. anyone else's rival um it's like it's like uh it's like when batman is like oh my my greatest enemy is superman not the joker <laughs> like it's like that because uh, you've seen batman v superman you've seen that uh, or the Lego Batman movie is where that came out. That whole that whole bit came from. Yeah. Uh, he's like Superman's my my biggest my biggest enemy. Uh, my yeah, great, my greatest adversary. Upset. Yeah, and then Joker's all upset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's basically what it's been for the Canucks for a long time. Yeah. I mean, the Sharks have the Kings, and the, then they have the Ducks, and you know that little that little, uh, that little California triangle group, of, the, the, of the California Triangle. Yeah, 
Calgary has Edmonton. Um, yeah. You have the Battle of Alberta. You got the Battle of Ontario. You have a lot of different like rivals that actually have some sort of like real like connection and real geographical like like distaste for one another. Right. And Seattle and Vancouver have never really gotten a chance to really put that on center stage at a lot of time ever in sports. Yeah. Like the Whitecaps and the Sounders are probably the closest you've ever gotten. But even then, yeah. there's poor. But the Sounders have just always had their number. And so yeah, it's never been a competition. Sounders, Hasn't yeah. been for like years and years and years. So exactly. The Sounders crush them every time. And there's also the Portland Timbers, who they would who they would might argue is their better, their bigger rival yeah. in that in that front because yeah, they're better. That's their geographic the geographic rival. So Exactly. Yeah, all the so, Canucks like all the Canucks rivalries are basically competition based. And because they haven't been competitive in years, it's like they don't have any rivals anymore. Yeah. Like we never like the only times we ever get like other fans, like say invading the arena or anything is like for like a Toronto Montreal game. And that's just because of how much longer those teams have been around and how much, and how many of them like expats from Toronto Montreal have moved to the West coast in that time, in the times in that time and hung on to their Toronto Montreal roots uh, when they came to Vancouver, when they came to Vancouver, uh, when the Canucks joined. So there, that that's kind of where that comes from. So the Canucks getting Seattle is going to be huge, and it's going to be, it's going to be. I think it's going to breathe a lot of new life into hockey in the area, in like not just because even in like Vancouver, I think it's you know it's not as popular. At least when it comes to like the grassroots and everything, it's not as popular as it used to be. Like hockey is definitely not like it doesn't have the same absolute lock on the region that it used to, you know, like there's a lot of other things out there that people and other like sports that kids are taking up nowadays that are, you know, more interesting to them and that they've grown up with uh, specifically, especially because, you know, we have much more, we have a, we have a pretty diverse population in Vancouver and a lot of those people like, you know, they grow up with different sports than hockey. So sometimes you need to kind of wake, you kind of need to re-energize the interest in, in the sport and you can't just, rest on your laurels. So I think it's going to be really good to have Seattle there. It's going to, certainly it's going to do wonders for hockey signups in Washington uh, and having those guys go up against, and yeah, the Canucks getting uh, the Kraken and getting to go and play some game, a game in Spokane. I believe the Kraken are going to play games in Everett. They're going to play games in, at the, at in Kent where the Thunderbirds uh, play. I've actually been to yeah. that. They're, uh, they're just like kind of playing around all of them while they finish up their uh, main arena. I guess yeah. that's how that's the arena looks cool. Have, have you seen any of the uh, like the uh, mock-ups for what the arena is supposed to look like? I've seen the the light the lit up roof when it's all green, and all yeah. I could think of was the Riddler because <laughs> it's like <laughs> the is... exact same shade of green, which is like really funny to me. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> like there's that subreddit where it's like evil buildings or something, and that's kind of what it reminds <laughs> me of. Great. It's like a like a Batman supervillain lair, but that's, that's pretty just me. Cool. So. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Uh, the one cool thing that I have seen from the uh, from the arena is that they're not going to have um, they're not going to have a, a, a center ice scoreboard in. The, they're not going to have a center ice jumbotron in the arena. Instead, they're going to have two jumbotrons at either end of the rink instead. So okay. and they're going to be like triangular. So they're going to look kind of cool. So instead of having it, having it hang over center ice, the, the two video boards are literally going to be at the ends of the rink for people to see uh, from both sides. And actually, okay. that's kind of cool. I do, I'm do. i down for that. Instead of one Jumbotron, you get two. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Two is yeah. more than one. That's yeah. good. 
that's good. Wow. That's very good. It, lo- um, it, it looks it looks interesting. They've taken a cool approach with it. Um, meme sucks. New, yeah. What? <laughs> the climate the pledge arena. Just take a so, climate yeah. pledge. Don't name it climate pledge. It sounds it's, so it's bizarre. Bad. It is a bit of a weird name. I'll take that. Well, it's sponsored. Here's the thing, right? It's the naming rights are owned by technically Amazon. Yeah. So I'll take this. I'll take climate pledge arena over Amazon arena any day. Or uh, or just no. called the Bezos arena because he's. Yeah, I was gonna say the ego. Jeff. The Jeff Bezos Arena. Like. Yeah, the Jeff Bezos is really awesome arena. Like, yeah. honestly, if I was a billionaire, that's exactly what I would do. I'd buy the rights and call it Cody Sievertson Rocks Arena. <laughs> the, Anything the but Bezos, like the KFC, the the KFC needs, Yum Arena. The Bezos needs a new boat arena. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, my, yeah, just like I, I, daddy needs a yacht. Let's go. The, the I bought this instead of a new boat arena. Yeah, that'd be pretty rad. I'll, yeah, or it's just like the SpaceX, the SpaceX yeah. arena, or whatever. Or I don't know what Jeff Bezos's space thing is called. I forget what it's called. I don't know. Uh, it's called, uh, oh, I know what it's called. It's called midlife crisis. Boo. Uh, <laughs> um, Speaking of midlife crisis, the beer for people in go- engaging in a midlife crisis, Bud Light has listened to Nikita Kucherov's incredible post-game press conference where he was shirts off, tanked, making fun of Canadian fans, just living his Love best the, life. I, I listen to that. I love the. Can I just say I love the heel? Uh, yeah. I love the heel. The, the heel, full heel uh, move. Rocks. Yeah. Super That's hard. Great. The sport and needs more of that. We need more people like Kucherov who are willing to come in and do that and be and make that kind of thing. Because now he's going to get like who I forget who it was, but they're like now he, Kucherov is going to get booed in Montreal for the rest of his career, and that's great. And that's great for yeah. the sport that that's going to happen. And like, it's going to be so amazing yes. that like Bud Light is literally going to have commercials featuring Kucherov without a shirt because they signed him to like a sponsorship deal or something, which is. Great. So funny because, like, you know, he's Russian. He speaks pretty decent English, but it's just like he's a really quiet guy otherwise. So it's going to be very funny seeing him, like, cut and loose for, like, Bud Light promos in games. Like, that's going to be so funny. Uh, Big fan of that. I always enjoy the David Pasternak Dunkin' Donuts commercials. So, like, yeah, I'm down for that. Give, give, put more players. Yes. in those commercials can give them a chance to shine a little bit. Um, yeah. It's smart. It's, it's smart Light, of brands. Which, yeah. yeah which, it really sucks. Which isn't a them. good beer. But it's, it's also great that corporations recognize that the NHL is going to do nothing to promote these players. So they take it in their own hands and go straight to the source. They're like, let's just go straight to Kucherov instead of asking the, the league about it because they won't know what to do here. Um, yeah. But other, other beer hockey related news. You showed me this. I feel like I actually saw this and my brain purged it from my memory. But this yeah, is the this most is disgusting weird. thing. Yeah. This is right. so gross. So uh, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember earlier in the, in the season. Like, well, not that long ago. Like, only like about a month ago. There was this whole thing of, I don't remember if it was Budweiser or, I think it was Budweiser that did a thing in Canada where they sold Stanley Cup beer. Where it was like, it's been filtered through the Stanley Cup sort yeah. of thing. Before I do putting that. it goes, and that one is kind of like, and that's kind of like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's sure. probably, oh, it's probably going to cost way too much for you know just sitting for in the Stanley beer, Cup, yeah. For what's still just a Budweiser that happened to pass but pass the Stanley Cup on its way into the into the yeah. barrel, 
into the bottle, but sure, I I, I see the int- I see the appeal at least, uh, especially from like out from like beer drinkers and stuff. Like, is that how much? Di- how different is that from you know having something aged in a cask or a barrel or whatever, whatever yeah. those are called, like the, that whole setup. But then Coors Light went in a different direction, and they said, and uh, this is from Darren Ro- Roval, who's like uh, post a lot of these interest like market stuff and like business sports things. Um, he said, Coors Light, an official beer of the Tampa Bay Lightning, is making the first beer made with actual ice the Stanley Cup final is played on. Coors Light has scraped ice from uh, what I'm assuming is the Amelie Arena. Uh, it just says rink. And has been <laughs> brewing beer in Colorado. Champions Ice will be in Tampa bars and 32-ounce growlers starting July 12th. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever uh, have ever heard how the ice is made for NHL rinks because uh, it's not. I can tell you right now, uh, it's not just frozen water. There is a lot of things in that ice uh, to keep it extra frozen, and that they use when they're scraping it uh, to make it, you know, stay solid. You know, it's not just freezing. There's chemicals. There's like chemical yeah. stuff in there, and I'm like, and that sounds ever, awful. That sounds. Have terrible. you ever watched a hockey game and all the blood and spit and snot and also people shit just getting thrown on the ice? Like people just step on it got, too. Like, like people just put shoes on it. Like people just step set foot on yeah. it. Like I like yeah. I'm sure it gets like I'm sure before it went into your beer. It's yeah, been like clean, but like crazy filtered before then. But yeah. still, then it's just water. Like, what, like, what's the point, yeah. man? What's like, the point? Why, this is this is you know they could have just very like uh, I could like okay. I guess I'll start by asking this. There's got to be a better way to do this, right? Like, there's got to be a better way to be like, here's Champions Ice that isn't just here's the chemically gross ice on yeah. from the arena that people skated on for the last five months five <laughs> or six months there's got to be a better one in there does there not like there's got to be a better way to do that you'd think that but of course like this is the, when i read this this is such a like a really overly excited guy thinking of this idea rushing it to the business meeting and everyone getting yes. really hyped yes. over it too like yeah oh yeah it's gonna be beer with uh rink water it's gonna be so awesome and then they rush out the marketing <laughs> stuff and they're like wait what goes in the ice again? And then, yeah. like, oh, oh, are people going to want to drink this? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, people uh, will because, like, they don't care. But, oh, like, people will, but, like, I mean, hell, if we lived in Tampa or knew, had a connection in Tampa, I would absolutely <laughs> get one shipped to us. Like, your swill. Not, necessar- not necessarily to drink so much as it for just a prop for the background or something to be like, hey, look, we have a can yeah. of Champions Ice. We would just never open it. But, Cause that sounds kind of cool. That does that part sounds cool. I would never actually want to touch the thing or drink it because it sounds no, definitely nasty. Not. That sounds yes. nasty. Like, I've watched I, enough uh, like survival TV shows to know you have to like boil your water and stuff to prevent like parasites and awful diseases from ruining your body. And I know that a liquor company is probably going to boil the shit out of that water and basically turn it into something completely different. But it's just so gross in principle. You know what I mean? I'm good. Like, I guess the real question is, like, if you were there in person, if you let's say 
let's say the lightning had a bar in the arena where they were like, here you go, you can have a beer. And you watch them like literally take a big shovel. Like they have like a little trough of like ice they've scraped from the arena. Uh, just sitting on the side where they just scoop it in and they're just like, here you go. Would yeah. you like that? I'm guessing no. I'm yeah. guessing you'd be like, I'll just take the re- the ice well, machine over there instead. Uh, you see that, but remember when the Bolts last won the cup and they were like in public with, like full like pandemic going on and people were just like putting their mouth on the cup. out of the cup. Yeah. Uh, like, so like completely sharing beer out of the Stanley like, cup. Uh, like the entire yeah, idea existing, right. It's, it's like a, a hype thing. Like some guy pitched it was really excited about the entire concept and they rushed it to, to market. Same idea. You're surrounded by a group of people that are really jacked and excited. Everyone's drinking from a Stanley cup. If it's offered to me, I'm probably not even thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. I'm not yeah, thinking because it's, yeah, it's a Stanley you're, Cup. You're literally having the, the summer. It. Yeah, you're having the summer of your life because your team yeah. just won the Stanley Cup. You're yeah. probably you're it, by all by your metrics. There is no tomorrow, so who cares? Like this yeah. is this is this exactly. is the, the height of your life, kind of yeah. thing. Depending on who you, you peaked. Asked. You peaked in yeah. that moment, and it's you all downhill. So by you watching well someone going. else win a championship. Yes. I've, if that doesn't describe sports, I don't know what that better yeah. i don't know what else does like that i mean that's it for me if the canucks win the cup i'm like yep i've seen everything yeah. i need to see this I've, is it i've done it all i've that's seen it all. all i'm waiting on that's all i'm waiting on that's all i'm waiting on at this point so well, speaking yeah. of seeing it all that pretty much covers everything for tonight's episode like there's literally no hockey news we had a thing in our thing that was like uh like, if you don't know the buyout window opened uh last night at 1201 a.m and so nothing far, happened nothing. because like as well, it's expected, too early for there's starters. a lot that needs to be done because of the expansion draft. Like the buyout window closes on like the 17th or something. So like there's tons of time for teams to figure out, like they still need to figure out if they can lift other players off of other teams that might be buyout candidates and try and get them instead. So there's like a lot of like chess that needs to be played by all these GMs over the next couple days. And I think we said it before, but the Canucks off season does not really begin until they re-sign Patterson and Hughes. Like AHL teams around the league are signing depth pieces to their organization. The Canucks haven't done anything because they cannot do anything until they have their two stars squared away on a set dollar value until that happens it's all getting delayed as uh as jim benning said uh they might have ran out of time last year they ran out of time to get an oh an oliver eckleman larsman deal done and it lost them a bunch of players this year they're probably going to run out of time on a lot of stuff because they're trying to re-sign two of their biggest stars to their next contracts and kind of scary because they got a lot to do things that they could they're going to miss out on a few things like maybe they'll get everyone signed but you never know they might miss out on other options that could help them as well um yeah i mean there's still there's a lot to do like i mean uh i uh nate nate uh nate lewis uh is that uh former botchford project uh a fellow botchford project person uh tweeted just a picture today of uh you know how of uh how rogers arena there's still a banner of jake for like up on the, the thing. Yeah. I, I remember being at 
the arena on that like the the weekend uh yeah. after all that stuff happened like on the monday after that happened for my broad for my bachelor project night and like i remember thinking i'm like on one hand i was like i'm kind of surprised that this is still here but at the same time like not really like because there's still a lot of after the rush to get out when the the pause happened just so much is still like so much of like what's left over from the 50th anniversary season is still there. I'm sure that's going to be cleared up by the time we get to next season, because obviously people are coming back, but it is kind of nuts that that's still standing, staying there. And yeah, it it's should really, have been taken down it's so a, long ago. It's a, it's a, you know what it is. It's a perfect symbol of there's a lot of work to go. There's a lot of work this team has in front of itself before the next season, before puck drops on next season. And this is a good, this is a good symbol of that and what that, t- what that'll involve. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the way to put it. Pretty much, man. Sometimes I'm just like, I get, I get entranced by like you speaking because you make these like really <laughs> good points and I just like completely lose my train of thought. And I'm just like, man, thank you. Who knows what think- he's talking about? And like, it's like kind of like, I'm sitting here listening to a podcast starring Lachlan Irvine and I forget like, Oh yeah, you should probably chime in. But I'm just like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Also, um, uh, AHL things, Utica, exchange. Hey, not, not to like, not to turn the ending into like us just patting ourselves on the back here, but like, no, we I should. think you do an incredible job of being able to like, you know, transition between different stories and being able oh, to, keep the show rolling, do all, all the different things that we talk about. And the way you're able to take a topic that, you know, sometimes, sometimes is, you know, not the easiest to necessarily find something to chat about. You're able to give it a good, you're able to give it its time and it's due. And that's incredible. Like that, that take, that's a real skill that Jeez. frankly, I think sometimes I think I very much don't have, you can definitely tell on the moments where I'm really, st- where I'm really grabbing for something. Sometimes <laughs> I have a good moment like that. I think that one was okay. Uh, but sometimes I just have to, gr- I'm just grabbing for something. So, uh, yeah. I, I, we have a good, we have a good, we have a good throwing it back and forth. We got a good, a good blend good. where we, yeah. we make up for each other's deficiencies at times. Like yeah. when you make a really good point and I'm completely zoned out and entranced by the fact that I'm on a podcast instead of not just straight listening to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyways, folks, um, this has been a, a rather short episode, but I mean, don't blame us, blame the league, blame everyone else but us. We do our best to give you the content and <laughs> summarize what's going on in the NHL as it occurs. If you like this, you're going to love our other stuff. Specifically, our last episode, I thought it was really funny. I was actually listening to it at work today. Speaking of tuning out, or uh, not tuning out, zoning out, listening to something very entertaining. And I'm not like up my own ass just because I want to listen to myself. I hate my radio <laughs> voice, my podcast I voice. Hate li- I hate listening to me too. I, can, I can't I can stand it. It's the I, worst. That's why I, I commend it. you for editing because I could never edit myself. I'd, I'd probably like put on like a <laughs> like a filter a that reason, like gives me like Darth Vader voice. There's a reason <laughs> the editing is minimal on this show because I can't sit and listen to myself talk for I, long periods yeah, of time. Yeah, I would not. I would hate it so much. Like... You know when you're like growing up and the first time you hear yourself like talk and like your world like shatters because you're like, oh, is that really what, what I sound sounds? like? Yeah, this is oh, awful. Yeah. But we know you guys love listening to us talk. That's why you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, <laughs> all kinds of the whole lineup, fucking podcast sources, and of course our all video service on YouTube where you can see our gorgeous faces and our 
I mean, my hair is just a fucking train wreck right now. Lachlan's got his little bandana. He's got the flow going. I've got flow oh, going. I, a bit. I am getting dang. I've gotten, well, I'm past the Yarmir Yager mullet threshold now. And the it's, it's bad. My hair. It's, uh, it's, it's bad. Oh, that's, that's sure. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Jeez, Cody, uh, buddy, you, you doing okay? Um, Apparently not. Um, if but, you, yeah. if you like this, uh, complete chaos of an ending you will love our patreon lachlan's always churning out great content there we have dollar tiers and five dollar tiers as well gonna get back into the actual this was actually kind of like a patreon episode because it was so little about uh actual hockey and mostly like random shit for the first half so this is a preview basically yeah, I just got a bunch of uh, the Jackbox party packs for uh, like video game, like there are like <laughs> online board games on on Steam uh, oh, yeah. for my computer. That might be what some of our uh, upcoming. That might be what our, some of our off the posts consist of. It might just be you and I playing Jackbox games over. We're designing the next Canucks NFT. Oh, since they're apparently even, hiring. That someone is the one thing that? we didn't get into. Yeah. We didn't get into the NFTs thing. That would have been very funny. We'll, uh, we'll come back well, uh, next episode. We'll uh, we'll come back rejuvenated NFTs. with some actual news. Hopefully, some buyout stuff. But we'll also come back with our top three ideas for Canucks NFTs and the stupidest, funniest thing that we can think of. Until then, folks. Though we appreciate your guys' support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for all that snip. Or Sniz app, sorry. Wow, how embarrassing. You can follow me at Cody Severson on Twitter and my website, CometsHarvest.com, where I just posted a 12,000-word write-up on a bunch of players you're probably never, ever going to watch. Check it, share it, do all that shit, because I appreciate it. Lachlan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and sometimes TikTok at LockinTheCrease. Uh, you can also find my writing at LockinTheCrease.com, uh, where I post articles, from time to time, maybe a few more things coming out. Who knows? We're we're, we're I'm I'm always working on stuff. We've got I've I've been doing some Twitch stuff again lately. Uh, might do a little bit oh, more yeah. now that the season's over. Uh, yeah, we're 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 trying whatever we can. We're just having some fun. There, this yeah. off season's about having fun and trying to find some new ways to cover hockey in the ways that we can. So uh, yeah, go check that out if you want. Enjoy your weekends, motherfuckers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>